Welcome to Your Inspired Journey. I'm Carla Andrews, and I have the wonderful pleasure of being here with Natalie Somelli. She is a phenomenal yoga instructor, meditation teacher, and she's the founder of Tribe of Wolves. She helps, her, her main mission is to help women find their wild feminine power and finding life the right way of living. Welcome, Natalie. How are you? I am so wonderful today, Carla. Thanks so much. So happy to be here. I'm glad that you, you I'm sure you, you're going to share a lot of great things when it comes to, you know, especially, the, I mean, your name is the Tribe of Wolves. You got to go a little bit deeper into that name. But of course, sure. first, we must know who is Natalie? Like, you got to share with us, you know, your, yeah. your journey, your your experiences, and just tell us a little bit more about who you are and how did you get onto this path? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Happy to do so. So um, I am a mom of three kids, um, 16, 15, and 12. And I started on this path about six years ago. I was overwhelmed, numb. Um, <laughs> That's just, every mom. I think, right? Like every mom. And I got to the point in my life where I just said, you know, is this it? I have all the things I thought I wanted. You know, I'm married, mm. I have healthy children, I have a roof over my head and food on the table. Why aren't I happy? And um, I, at the time, uh, thought that I should blame or I did blame my unhappiness on my husband. Um, mm. And uh, he was an easy outlet. So I was kind of on the brink of um, an almost divorce when, wow. um, yeah, it was rough. And I think there are so many women who are in the same spot where, um, you know, we're, we're high achievers, we're doing everything we can, we're, we're, we're hard workers, we have full-time jobs, we have moms, we're, we're pushing, um, taking care of everyone around us. But then all of a sudden we wake up and say, wait a minute. How, what, yeah, what about me? What about me? I'm unhappy, right? Um, so instead of going down the divorce route, I decided to do some work on myself. And what I discovered is that I had been addicted to this achieving. I thought that my power came from this, uh, this kind of like masculine. Almost like, win yeah, winning, winning, win. Yeah, win, win, win. And Carla, when I actually stepped back and did the work, what I realized is that the way I had been brought up, and I think that uh, way most of us who are at least living in America um, grew up thinking that the harder we work, right, the harder we push, the harder we work, the harder we strive, the more successful we get, and then we get happy, right? Mm -hmm. So this power comes from the doing and the achieving, well, that only gets you so far, got me to a point in my life where I felt overworked, overwhelmed, numb. I was yelling at my kids all the time and I had an unhappy marriage and I felt lifeless. And frankly, I craved a life where I could like wake up in the morning and be excited about the day ahead of me. I craved a hot sex life with my husband. I craved a life where I wasn't yelling at my kids all the time. So um, I did the work. I, I first dove into yoga and meditation, which actually slowed me down long enough to help me recognize mm -hmm. that um, the happiness that I was looking for 
the joy that I was striving for, all of it depended on me. It yeah, you're, it, was already, it was already there, right? It was already there. Exactly. Amen. Like it was already there. And I just needed to slow down long enough to recognize that um, I had to kind of peel back these layers of expectation, peel back the layers of what I call like patriarchal bullshit and get down to what was going to make me happy. Get down to mm -hmm. what I really wanted. Um, and that was the first piece. So I've done the work and, uh, really it's about getting out of our heads, getting out of the doing and the achieving this masculine mindset and getting into our bodies. And so, so you got to tell me a little bit, when you say you were doing the work, what, yeah. what do you, and, and it wasn't that you weren't doing work, you were doing work. Oh right? yeah. Right, you were achieving, you were pursuing, you were literally hunting. Yeah. Okay. Had, so that is right. You were doing yeah. the hunting. You're you're hunting, as, yeah. as 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 you mentioned about the masculine side of of this achievement. But you said you did the work. What was that work? The inside work, Carla. The inside work on me. So that means slowing down long enough to tap into my desires, to spend the time thinking about what I truly wanted. And when I slowed down long enough to learn what I really wanted, it was a happy marriage. It was, you know, to be uh, a loving mother, to push love out into my family, to be a solid community member. But the actions I was taking every day weren't aligned with what I really want. wanted what I really wanted. So what I am teaching women are these uh, feminine principles of slowing down, tapping into our desires, and then using, um, using pleasure to, um, to really help guide us through our days. So I can talk more about that because I know that's probably... No, no, it's yeah, in, in interesting, like you said, pleasure, right? It's like pleasure versus pain because the uh, hunting aspect, the achieving aspect, it can be painful at times. So right. you're looking for more of a balanced type of pleasurable experience. And mm -hmm. it's interesting that you're connecting that to the feminine side of things and not masculine. Why is that? So the idea of pleasure is kind of slowing down and getting into your body and paying mm -hmm. attention to what feels good. So that is, if you think about the, um, the spectrum of feminine and masculine energy, right, which is this energy which is innate within all human beings, the masculine is the doing and the achieving, and the feminine is more of a surrender, slowing down, pleasure. It's the flow uh, that you get into when you're in the middle of an art project. So um, pleasure means you know, anything that lights you up, right? So whether that's you know, your hot cup of tea or dancing with your girlfriends or putting flowers around your house, mm -hmm. this is... Um, like a, it's a feminine principle. And when we do more of these things that bring us pleasure, 
um, we're naturally attracting more of the things we mm -hmm. desire into our lives. That's fantastic. So when it comes to finding this inner, right, really the inner self of, of satisfaction, of a balance, uh, as you mentioned, ebb and flow, how do you connect that to the tribe of wolves? Like how, how are you connecting that for, the, for those who are looking to really shift? It's a shift, right? Yeah, In a sense of saying, I no longer have to have this persona. Uh, I can be just as comfortable being who I am or who I should be. Or the, does someone feel, or maybe this is how the society or culture feels that I should be more woman, more feminine. Maybe I love to be on a truck. You know what I mean? It's like, yes. how do you, how do you help a person who is wrestling with a choice of maybe what I really want is to play with the trucks? How do you oh, yeah, no. work with them? And you're, you're I mean, it, that's a desire. I mean, I have a tractor. Carla. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I mow two acres. I have a chainsaw. Like I, I am the woman who is balancing those things, but those things bring me pleasure. So just because mm -hmm. they are considered masculine, um, you know, in our culture, in the world. Yeah, yeah, that's not really what I'm talking about. Like um, those things to me, you know, I love to get my chainsaw out. I love to build things in my home. I'm always fixing and painting things. Um, we've assigned that a masculine trait, but what I'm talking about is just getting out of the moving and the doing mm. and the achieving and into what lights you up, whether that's being on a truck or, mm. you know, cutting down trees, you know, whether you're a mechanic or a dance teacher, it's doing it really is what you're saying is being just being you, just, whatever just that is just yes and when when we when we begin to kind of like shed the societal bs of what we've been told we're supposed to do and tap into the things that really light us up we attract mm -hmm. the people right we attract the people we want to be with we attract the partners we want um things show up in our lap that are true in alignment with us mm-hmm um, and as women, when we just start to take care of ourselves, right? We, if you're a mom, you spend your time taking care of your children and mm -hmm. um, making sure that your, uh, you know, partner is taken care of. You know, there's so many things that we do. We're giving, 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 right? But yeah, part yeah. of the feminine practice is sitting back and receiving. Sitting back and actually receiving pleasure. And it looks like my computer is about I'll, to... I'll, no, I'll wait. You, I'll, you want me to wait? We're good. Okay, we're back on. No, I, well, I love how you're saying is, uh, you know, and it's for, for women, we're nurturers. And whether we're, whether we're doing it and, you know, at, you know, let's say finding things to, I'm not saying necessarily hunting, but achieving and, and accomplishing Yes, we're we're nurturers, we're givers. So it's it sounds like it's refreshing to receive. A lot of us as women, we can't receive. We feel like we have to be the one giving, giving, giving. But it's just really just take a seat and accept what the world is giving to us. 
it's so simple. Like if someone says to you, Carla, um, you are incredibly gorgeous. Well, you, I thank you. <laughs> well, well, this is true. no, yes. Thank you. It's true. Thank you so much. Right? If someone and just says, receive it. Yes, you have to receive. receive it. But we are so, we are conditioned to not receive. So mm -hmm. if someone says, oh my gosh, you look gorgeous in that red top, Natalie. You know, six years Which ago. Which you do, by the way. Which you do. Thank you. <laughs> uh, six years ago, my response could be, oh, it's nothing. It was, it was $7 at H&M. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right? It's like push, push yeah, that push away. it away. It's uncomfortable to receive mm -hmm. love, compliments, things from other people. But what we teach people in Tribe of Wolves is no, take it. Thank you. It's true. Ab like I'm I'm gonna own my power. Yeah. yeah. Um, appreciate appreciate how others see you in a in a light of really a light of greatness. Yes. And when we do this work, Carla, like you were talking about Tribe of Wolves, my mission for Tribe of Wolves is for women to be walking around so lit up and feeling so delicious and juicy that we are <clears throat> we're pushing love into the world, right? Well, we, we, what ended up happening is, for some reason, the mic, the mic went off a little bit. Did you hear it? Yeah, I did. Okay. Am I back? You're back. So okay. what, what, what happened is, like you said, is the more you receive, it's, it's like a, a, a nu nuclear plant, right? You're receiving it and you exude this power. But it's, mm -hmm. hard, it's hard for a lot of us for, as women because we give so much of ourselves. We end up going to bed empty. Uh, we walk all the time empty. So, you know, that's, that's a refreshing way, a refreshing perspective of how a woman should see themselves, a, a yeah. platform to receive. Yes, yes, and we need to be filled up. In order, I mean, it is my belief, Carla, that women are gonna save the world. And this world is a mad, mad, mad place right now. And the madness, it's a, it's a mad mess. It, it is a mad mess. It is a mad effing mess. And. But, you know, but you know, you know what I, you know what I to say about that. What? It is, it is, it is in the mess that it is because the women are not standing up and doing what it is that's supposed okay. to. Okay. Period. This is it. We. Period. Yes, we women have the power to change the world, and this is the mission of Tribe of Wolves: is to get women so filled up and seated in their feminine power that we mm -hmm. will create the ripple effect of the light, the love, the badassery to change the world. The world needs us. It, we mm -hmm. can't sit back and be complacent. We need to do the work. We need to recognize our power. And that's what Tribal Wolves is all about, is like sitting back, becoming aware of our place in the world, taking our power back. We gotta take the power back and, and start creating change. And we can't do well, that. If, if, yeah, because think about it. Have you ever seen the movie Hands Maid's Tale? Oh God, yes. Okay, so it's it, it to me the woman literally just gave their power up. Yes. 
but, but they end up in but they're in the they end up being the one that suffered because they they became that that backseat driver of their own life and that is what happened and you know 5000 years ago you know this was a matriarchal culture the universe was run by women and you know we have let the masculine power take over and we have lost our voice we have lost our voice you know have we, we? <laughs> yeah, we have we have lost our voice and so that that is why i'm doing this work because what i saw in myself 6 years ago was a depleted angry bitter woman who wasn't taking mm. care of herself and was giving her power away left and right. Mm. And the wolf, Carla, is the leader of the tribe. The wolf. Yes. Why, why, why do you choose the, why yeah. did you choose wolf okay. to be so, part of them? So I um, started pulling animal spirit cards every day, a number of years back. And I kept pulling the wolf card. And, you know, I would journal after I would pull these cards. And the wolf, the wolf is the leader of the tribe, the leader of the family, the leader of the community. The wolf is an activist. The wolf wants change. The wolf wants to push more love into the world. The wolf is strong and badass and feminine. So the more I was pulling this card and the more I was looking at the women around me and noticing, wow, they're dead. Like I was dead. Yeah. 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 They were like they're just walking around numb. Yeah. So I need to activate the people around me, ignite them. Um, so that's why the wolf and, um, yeah, I just, it's this, this thread that I've followed and it feels good and it feels right. It feels alive. <laughs> it feels alive. It feels me. It's not something that I necessarily, you know, chose. I feel like it was chosen for me almost. Um, I actually have a funny story about how I started doing this work. I was in yoga teacher training and we had to write several papers. And one of my papers was about um, being raised in an Italian American household, very patriarchal, very masculine, and how all of my power came from like how much weight I could lift or how fast I could ski down the mountain or, you know, how, how well I could keep up with my two older brothers. The athlete. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the athlete, the badass, the the doer, the achiever. I wanted to be a boy, really, because mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to compete with these with my brothers. Um, and I wrote this paper about that and how about slowing down and kind of accessing the feminine within myself. This feminine power is what was beginning to shift um, yeah. shift my life. And my teacher said. Um, she wrote on the paper, and I still have the paper, she wrote Dharma, question um, mark, meaning, is this your life's purpose to teach this? And it just snapped thought, into place. Yeah. I said, okay, yeah. maybe, 
maybe other women need to hear this. Because you're, I'm sure you're not the only one who've been in a household, um, you know, that felt that they had to compete for space. They had to compete or fight, right? It's almost like you're fighting. Yes. Fighting to be recognized, fighting to be noticed. Yes, 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 yes. And it's funny, the more women that I work with, um, I'm hearing the same things over and over again. And they're the same words I wrote in my journal six years ago was that I have everything I thought I wanted, but I'm still not, I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. You're still seeking. Yeah. I'm still seeking. You were seeking, but only the only thing is we, you were you were seeking from the outside, but you didn't go on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So so what is your if you in in to capsulate it's like what is your why? Why share this with other women? What inspires you to do this? Um the world where we are today where we are today in the world. When I look around and I think about the leadership in our country and um, everything that's happening around us, I feel like the world is crumbling and it is not how it is supposed to be. Um, it is not. It is, it is crumbling. It is crumbling. It is crumbling. Yep. And um, I don't want this world for my children. I want my teenage daughters to see a woman who uses her own power to go out into the world and make change. Yeah. And we're, um, we're making some type of adjustment, um, looking for, I, I think the world has lost its way, but as you mentioned is, um, and it is, it's almost like it's lost its soul. Yes. But the soulful side is is a woman's side. It is. It so is. So we as women, we need to find our way. And until yeah. we, because at the end of the day, we don't want, we're the one that raised, we raised the next generation. So what we're looking at is our work or lack there of it. Exactly. This is our mission. Yes. Yeah. If, you, if you have children, it is, it is your job. It is mm -hmm. your job to be raising the next generation to create the change we want to see. And it's an honor. I mean, you, there is so much power in raising children, right? We're raising activists. We're raising the people who are the leaders of the next generation. And I mean, I already see it in, in my children who are active in our local community. Like we want change. And you know what? It starts with the moms. If mm -hmm. we're not leading these kids, if we're not having the conversations, if we're not leading by example, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if it's going to happen. It's, so. But it's so important. And as you mentioned, it, it's so important whether we choose to know it or not, we are raising them. It's just whether is it by design or by default. Yes. The interesting thing is a lot of times, and I've seen, I've dealt with families for many years in my community, we can raise them wrong. We can raise them in a way that's skewed. And I wouldn't necessarily say wrong, but skewed. Yes. Where certain perspectives are, you know, traditionally passed down 
uh, whether commitment or excellence or you know finding ways to to skim people whatever the case may be a lot of those things sometimes are passed down and so it's important as you mentioned to work on ourselves so that we can make the change make you know be able to see the change in the next generation but we are seeing a change we are it's not like we're not seeing it we are seeing it we're we're literally watching ourselves in the mirror that's what's happening and when you talk about like the next generation you think about the generation that came before us so i think it's our job as moms right now to to cut off some Mm -hmm. of the things that we've learned from our mothers who were awesome but maybe weren't in the seat of their power and to not to choose not to pass that on to the next generation Hmm. it's a choice it's a choice it's so many things i mean we can we can connect this to so many things natalie i mean you know whether it's cooking or how to raise your next daughter how to raise your son compared to your daughter i mean there is so many this can be applied so many different ways. So it's a, it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing that you're doing is to, to really help a, a woman identify with herself versus how the world sees her. Um, you know, that is, so, that is so needed. Yes, yes. What, I... what have you seen? I'll, I'll, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, please, please go. No, I, I would say like, what have you seen when it comes to after someone has worked upon themselves, like the transformation that you've seen that has appeared from when a person starts this process mm-hmm. of working and then being able to see it, what it impacts beyond themselves. Like what have you seen, what have you witnessed with someone that you've yes. seen go, gone through your process? Um, so it's interesting. Most, uh, most women that I'm working with, the first thing that we, we talk about is their desires, what they want, right? Mm-hmm. And if they have a partner, you know, I ask them to um, share their desires with their partner, which is very scary. You know, if you have mm-hmm. been with someone for, uh, you know, most of the women I, I work with, they've been with their partners for like 15 plus years. And to actually turn the tables, right? And start speaking from a place of desire to their partners. This is where like the first huge shifts. So yesterday I got a message from a woman who said she had wanted to, for a long time, kind of move out of the burbs and into the country. And uh, she wanted to be like, um, oh God, what is the name of that woman who like is like Magnolia something? I don't know, I I forget the name of this like woman who lives on a farm and has goats and things, famous woman. But but she's not necessarily a farmer, but like you said, more in the countryside of things. Yes. Yes. Close, to, close to the nature and, and, and yes, yes, the beauty of the world, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So she got brave enough and it takes such vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. To kind of speak from your heart. She shared this with her husband who 
was surprised because she had never shared this desire with him before. And within two weeks, they're like looking for homes in the country. Wow. And she's like, what, what she learned and what every most women learn um, after working with me is that their partners just want them to be happy and will really do anything to please yeah, yeah. their partner. I mean, yeah. they want to serve you. You just have to learn how to speak your desires. So um, that's, you know, something that's right on my mind because it just happened. Um, but otherwise, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful that you mentioned that because that saying that imagine if more women spoke their desires over this world, prayed over this world. Yes. We wouldn't be where we are. No, but we take these back steps. Um, I don't know if it's because it takes energy to stand next to your partner. No one's asking you to stand in front of the partner, but maybe it's more comfortable. It's a comfort. It's like almost a comfortability um, situation sometimes, where it takes a lot of energy to be next to the partner. Maybe I'll just stay back and let the partner do everything and make all the decisions and. Maybe yes. that makes me look more feminine, whatever the case may be. Um, I'm too tired. I just work three jobs. I have three kids to take care of and all those things kick in. And it's just, let me just stay in the back, in the, in the, in the shadows, really. Yes. Yeah. Is that what you're seeing? Yeah. What, what I'm seeing a lot is that people don't value their desires. Mm-hmm. They don't value their desires. Like your, what you desire for your life is completely unique to you. It's completely unique to you. And uh, something that I'm going to, um, you know, talk a little spirit talk right now because um, that's just who I am. But I believe that your desires are like this thread to the divine, right? When you are living your desires, you are living the path of God or the path of um, the way you should be living. What you're created to be. Yes. Who you are to be. Who you ought to be. Who you ought to be. And that. And you, know, you, know who gets the, you know who gets the closest to that? Children. Oh, yes. Children, children are so closest to that because the world hasn't tainted their views yet, right? In the sense yes. where yes. you're looking at the vulnerability and the innocence of a child. In reality, you're looking at the true authenticity of who that child was created to be. But by the yes. time they get to a certain age, it's amazing how the world has placed upon them all these different veils and all these different weights. Yes. And then you, you lose your way. You lose your way. Yes. And I think that's what have happened with earth. Yes. Earth has lost its way. Literally. Yes. Yes. Well, we talk about this at Tribe of Wolves. You know, I call them, um, you know, it's like your armor, right? Mm. You are, you are born this perfect, delicious little ball of light, right? Mm. 
and you are, you know, I would say up until four or five years old, probably until you go to school, you're mm -hmm. like, you know, you're free, you're climbing trees, yeah. you're digging in the dirt, you're laughing when you want to laugh, and you're jumping on furniture. You know, why don't we jump on furniture anymore? Like, why don't we? No idea. What, what, <laughs> what was the last time? When was the last time you climbed a tree? Like, these are things that are, you know, would still light us up, but society has told us to sit down, be quiet, you know, and in my house, children should be seen and not heard. You know, mm -hmm. it's, the world becomes very small very quickly and you begin to move through the world through these these veils as you call them mm -hmm. and the light starts to dim mm -hmm. and you're no longer following that path of desire and you, you get you, to a you, point you, you yeah yeah so in, in actuality what path are you following right exactly whose path whose path yeah. are you following Right? You're lost. You're lost. You're lost. You're lost. The, the, the sad thing about that, once, once a person is lost, it's a loss to the world. Can you imagine if Einstein was lost? Yes. If a Gandhi I mean, was lost, a Martin Luther King was lost, what would have happened? Find your light. Find your light. Find your light. And that light exists, you know it's in you, it's in you, it is always in you. You just need to slow down and pay attention and tap in and like generate awareness. And then mm -hmm. once you start to peel back the layers and let that light shine, that's when we start to move through the world and ignite the people around us, right? And create the change and say hi to our neighbors and put our mm -hmm. Frickin' phone down at the checkout counter and engage with the person checking you out. Ask them how their day is. You know, it's like... Look at this, Natalie. I mean, like, by me just having this conversation with you, I mean, how would I have known if I didn't talk to you, connect with you, and have yeah. this engaging conversation? I would have never known about the tribe of wolves who that's, that's right. there to help women find, you know, their power from within. I would have never known that if I had stayed fearful of connecting with new people and, and meeting new people. Yes. How would the world know? So right. it's important for us to stay open. I would say this, stay open to learn more, to learn about others, to, because we're, we're, we're interesting human beings. We really are. Yes. It's just a matter we have to give each other a chance. And I think that is being robbed from us. It's being literally robbed from us to not be able to hear your story and, yeah. and hear how you're making an impact to someone that was looking for someone just like you. Because everyone else, you know, they, they might have felt that sense of, I feel like a wolf or I feel like I need to find myself again, but I just can't figure it out. Then here you are, you're, you know, you're sharing the different terminologies and the idea of what it feels like to be free in this, in, in the, in the mindset of who that person needs to be. And that person said, you know what, Nally, Nally gets me. Yeah, well, Nally gets me, you know, I do and see I mean, how, how would we do that? How can we do that if we don't communicate? It's so true. And, and. I think, you know, I did this work kind of on my own for the first couple of years, but what I know for sure, Carla, is that 
when you do this work in community, right? Like the conversation we're having oh, yeah. right now, right? Like that's where the magic happens, right? We mm -hmm. need to, we need to see each other. I need to see you. You need to see me. I yes. learn from you. You learn from me. And if we're on the same path together and trying to unleash, you know, sit in our power, unleash our light, create change in the world, when we're doing it together, it's yes. even more powerful. It is. It is. It's, it's, a, it's a matter. But, but who benefits the next generation? Yeah. The world, the universe, right? I mean, if more people are doing this work, it is inevitable that we will create a sh the shift we want to see. Yeah. The, have you ever heard of the butterfly effect? Oh, yes. 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 Without it, right? To, to have that ripple effect. Exactly. And the work that you're doing, the work that I'm doing, it's, and that's the thing, it's to us, to other people may look like work, but to us, it's, this is what it ought to be. Oh, yeah. To be able to be free. This is, exactly. this is freedom for me to be able to do this and, and share something that I've had in my heart for years. To be and, able to, uh, you know what I mean? And you're lighting people up. You're lighting up the people around you just by doing, just by following that desire, right? Just exactly. by following what's true to you, you're like, you're like a little love bomb, you know, you're setting off little love bombs <laughs> around you. It's like, pachoo, pachoo, pachoo. It's so good. And it's, and it's so, it's important because <clears throat> when we were growing up, just as you mentioned, right, the world has a way of placing the weight. It's like falling at the bottom of the ocean. As you get deeper into the ocean, the weight is, is stronger. But what, what is going to bring you back up? Yeah. It's going to be, like you say, those love bombs, those inspirational journeys, those stories, those messages, you know, being in a community that helps support you as you may need to lean on someone. We all need someone. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about it is uh, to, it makes the world go around. I mean, if we didn't need anyone, we'd be all be on islands. But uh, exactly. to be able to just know that, you know, these type of um, communication and connections can happen if we give each other a chance and that's what's beautiful that's the message that i'm getting from here is to to open so that you can find what's what's great about you from the inside and then be able to bring it out and exude it out exuding that power exuding you know that you're 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 open to receive because like you said right you have to be open to receive exactly exactly you hit the nail on the head. So share some tips that a person who's listening to you to start this process. First of all, if they needed to connect with you, how would they connect with you? Oh, yeah. Um, so we have a website. It's um, tribeofwolves.co. So that's the easiest way to connect with me. You can get on my email list. I have a free wild guide there if you want to just dive into the teachings of the feminine. Um, that's a great place to start. Um, and then if I were to give women one tip today to get started, I would tell women to start paying attention in their day to what feels good and what doesn't feel good. 
So as you wake up in the morning, you know, you have your hot cup of coffee or tea. Okay, this feels good. I'm loving my cup of coffee. I'm loving my cup of coffee. You know, maybe you meet up with a, with a friend who always kind of makes you feel bad. And you're like, oh, wait, I'm not <laughs> feeling good. You know, to start paying attention to how things make you feel. And from there, you can start to do more of the things that feel good and less mm -hmm. of the things that feel bad. I mean, that yeah. is like a simple, simple approach, I would say for women to start, yes. just start paying attention to the things that feel good and do more of them. <laughs> yeah, and, so, and, and I mean, that's great because as you mentioned, we're especially with the achievers, the overachievers, the accomplishers, the high performers, all of those great words, yes. But it keeps you in the space of doing, 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 where you, you don't take some time to reflect or observe or, you know, just to really learn the lessons from the, the wherever, whatever you needed to learn. You're, you're so focused on finishing and getting to the, in that you you actually lose the opportunities of the journey I, I, you know you, you lose that so yeah where's the yeah. of your day if you're always like crossing things to off your to-do list yeah until you pass out at 11 o'clock at night like is that living yeah it's not it's, it's not. not it's time to be it's time to be right it's time to be instead of time to do. I think we spend so many times doing, but I always say we always need a to don't list. Exactly. We focus so oh, much on the to do list. I love So that. the to don't list gets you to the space of to be list. And then yes. in the being, you sit in that, that's when you find out who you really are because you have to be in that space. Knowing, I, you know what I'm saying now? You can't do it for me. I can't do it for you. You have to sit with yourself. And that's the hardest thing for people to do is to sit. It is. Like, I got to sit with yes. myself and say, oh, I didn't like how I talked to this person yesterday. I didn't like how I didn't, you know, do this part. I, I didn't like how slow. I mean, we don't like to sit and acknowledge the pluses and minus of what it is that we do every day so that we can learn from it. Because exactly. I don't think we can come until we learn. Yes. As, you know, somehow we're expecting to be, we can, right? I mean, we can meet people that are 77 years old and just, and, and meet an 18-year-old, and the 18-year-old is, is wiser than a 77-year-old because of the 18 may have taken the time yes. to reflect upon what they're learning and adjusting and adapting and pivoting and doing all the great things so that they can become better. But a 77-year-old might be doing the same silly stuff that they were doing in high school yes. at 77. It's, yes. it's, it's, it's amazing. So now I'm really loving, um, you know, what you shared. And I mean, thank you so much. Any thank last you. advice? You know, you're welcome. Think, any last advice that you would, you know, share with those who are looking to, to bring out this power within them and, and share with the world? Uh, I would just say you don't need to do anything. Like it is innate within you. You can stop the search. 
All you need to do is pause, do less, and start listening to what's happening inside your body. You have everything you need right now, in this instant, in this moment, to create the life that you desire, hands down, 100%. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I've really enjoyed our conversation, Carla. I know I have to, but it is so amazing what, you know, when we are, when you're in alignment with how people think, right? It's amazing how time flies. I know. And it really shows the world needs more of you. And it needs more of you, more of this type of conversation that happens so that we can all sit and listen to ourselves and make the right moves for our future and the next generation. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, let's talk again soon. Yes. Well, everyone, have you noticed Nellie brought us some great perspective when it comes to not sitting on your greatness, not sitting in your shadow, but really taking the courage, the energy. Yes, it takes energy to move into the race of standing next to what it is that you're supposed to do, ought to do, and should be. Not only for yourself, but for the next generation. Will you look at yourself, your situation, and see how you can become better. Better for you, better for all. But most importantly, better for what's inside. Until then, I look forward to seeing you. Thank you for joining your inspired journey.